I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 25 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Episode 25. Yes! We made it past episode 24. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I didn't think it was going to happen. But we did it. I know. I was so surprised while editing it last week. I was thinking, damn. We made it. We made it to 25 after... Two tries on episode 24 to now. Oh, my God. And and that second try was not smooth. <laughs> it wasn't, but, I mean, it, it made some good content. It was a good one. Yeah. But now 25. I'm excited. I can't. It feels like we've both been doing this forever and been doing it for, like, three weeks. Yeah. So the fact that it's episode 25 is still sort of crazy to me. I know. It, it feels like yesterday that we were like doing episode one and it was really funny because like i don't think we'd ever like talk to each other other than like the steel wars call-in shows so like when we like first like got on to zencaster we're like hey i'm nervous me too i think that was like our first time like just like talking to each other i thought that was so funny like yeah, like actually, like talking to each other, yeah. not just you know, like in chat comments or on the yeah. on the DM chat and Twitter. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason we didn't put up our first recording. <laughs> I was so nervous. It was not very good. I know. I was just like so scatterbrained. I didn't take any notes, and I was just like, um. And then like I was like revealing too much and like not like making sense, and then. I like remember I messaged you that night or it was like two o'clock that morning and I'm like, Emily, I I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> we should not post that. And you're like, Okay, yeah, that sounds good. When you order Really what I was thinking was, Oh, thank fuck. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I felt so bad though, because like I remember that was I was like stressed because school was starting soon. I was stressed because I was getting picked to be on a jury because I had court duty and they were like, hey, guess what? We picked your number. You're going. And then, Ugh. yeah, that was fun. I mean, fun experience. That was like my second time. I was on a jury when I was 19. And then again, when I'm 22, like, God, it's every three years. They're just giving me something to do. Oh, man. The nice thing about New York is it's eight years. Dude, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I kind of enjoy it, though. I mean, like, it's it's something to do. Like, it was nice, like, having like, a couple of days off from work and having a normal sleep schedule. Like, sleeping normal hours during the week is something that I don't do anymore. And it's really nice, you know, if I go on vacations or jury duty was, like, kind of like a vacation, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> because, I don't know, like, I'm really interested in that stuff. Like, I want to pursue, like, something like that. So, I mean, or 
I don't know. I'm still deciding because it's it's so weird because like kind of side tangent, like I'm taking a lot of online classes right now. And like the very you have like discussion boards where you like post to teachers like, OK, like say something about yourself, you know, and they're always like, oh, like, what do you want to do for your career? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like I should know because I'm graduating soon. But still, I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out soon. And then I've been saying that for like the past like five, six years I've been in community college. I still don't know. But oh, that's OK. Fine. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. I love it, though. But uh, yeah, episode 25. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we have made it. Now we have to get to episode 50 so Emily can write her fan fiction about DJ and Holdo. <laughs> no, I don't know. I was just making up names. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could work. Oh, I saw Laura Dern. Um, I was watching the SAG Awards today. I was watching the red carpet. And I, I saw her walk by. I follow her on um, Instagram now, She's too. so pretty. I know. I need to watch that show, The Big Little Lies. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I was thinking about watching it because I love... I mean, I love her. I fucking love Nicole Kidman. I like Elite Three's Witherspoon a lot. But the thing is, I've I've read the book. And so I know all the twists. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's as impactful if you know everything yeah that's true i didn't know there was a book the more you learn yeah it's It's pretty good i mean it's not like you know like high literary art or anything but it was sort of like a fun you know domestic i don't know i mean a domestic thriller i mean not thriller in the sense of like serial killers and stuff but that sort of you know dark underbelly of the suburbs thing That sounds fun. I mean, maybe I'll read the book first or maybe I don't know what I'll do. I'm trying to like read more because I just feel like that's something I should like do in my spare time other than just like play games on my iPad and what I'll, whatever else I do in my spare time. Podcasting doesn't count. This is a fun hobby. This is a fun <laughs> thing. But, you know, like other stuff, you know, like watching TV. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, though, because my weird work schedule and everything. And, like, TV sucks now. Like, I'm watching, like, Project Runway All-Stars, and they're sending home all the good people, and I'm really sad. I don't, I don't like any of them particularly. And I don't know. Like, I'm watching it because I just I need something to watch. Mm-hmm. But I don't like All-Stars nearly as much because there's no Tim Gunn and there's no Heidi. I know. Like, I I love Tim Gunn, but Heidi, I don't know, just since seeing her on America's Got Talent, like, she gets kind of on my nerves now. And I feel like, you know, the past couple seasons, it's like Heidi's way or no way. But I don't know. I, like... And All-Stars 2, like, I was mad. They sent home Ari, and they sent home... Sorry, spoilers. They sent home Kelly from the deli. No! Like, you need someone like that on this show that's, like, spunky. Like, you know, like, the twins from last season. I feel like they kept them on for so long because, like, they were so annoying. the most annoying people I've ever seen on any reality show. (laughs) They were, like... Like, all the Top Chef I've watched. I've watched every single season of Top Chef. I've watched most of... Next Top Model, I've watched all of Project Runway, pretty much. They were the worst. They were pretty bad. But you have to admit, though, when they left, it was boring, but, like, in a good way. I mean, like, you know, the designs were good and everything else, but, like, God. 
I was so happy when they sent home the other twin because she was cheating. And then like the reunion show, she's like, I wasn't cheating. I misheard what Tim was asking me. Bullshit. You cheated. Stop acting like you did it. Or she's just doing that to be like, oh, like this is reality TV and I'm going to act like whatever because reality TV. But. So we do a Star Wars podcast. Oh, I I thought this was a Project Runway podcast episode 25. My bad. But, um, oh yeah, Emily, you you just went to a, you went to a thing yesterday. I did go to a thing yesterday. I went to the Steel Wars live show at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Oh, how was it? And I, it was great. It was Steel and his guests were... Ronnie Trang, who is a hilarious comedian who is um, currently a correspondent on The Daily Show, and he's going to be in the movie Crazy Rich Asians, I believe, and he's so funny, Um, and the other guest was Heather Antos, who is an editor at Marvel Comics for the Star Wars comics. Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear that episode. I saw some nice pictures on the Twitter and I saw I'll say see I saw just a bunch of just wonderful tweets and just everything you guys look like you're having fun I remember being at work yesterday and I was like seeing a bunch of like tweets and pictures and I'm like I'm so happy for you guys like it just looks it's so much fun like I remember mine that last week and I was so sad because like it's over and it has been for a week and I want to go back to that bar with everyone and have a good time probably not drink so much because like I <laughs> I I get really nervous before these things and like I drink almost too much to the point where it's like I'm having conversations with people and be like motherfucker I wish I could understand what you're no like I I can understand but it's like god I want to like not sound like I'm drunk and be like oh yeah but like I want to actually have like, a conversation without being like shit I shouldn't have done that shot of whiskey but oh well yeah I've learned when I have to cut myself off and that is that I can either I can either stop at two or I can stop at twelve. <laughs> so I got I so I have to stop at two. Yeah, like I'm like that too where it's like I know my limit. Like I know like after I was like talking to people and being like, you know, I'd be in the conversation with them in my head being like, Brittany, you're you're done for the night. You've had too much to drink. Like that's when I'm like, okay, like I'm done. Like I've never been to the point where I've been like belligerent drunk before because like one that's dangerous to um that's dangerous and yeah that's dangerous i i don't see myself doing that anytime soon but i don't know i mean yeah so i stick like two two drinks will get me tipsy because if i go to like past that like once i get drunk i'll just drink as long as people are handing me drinks (laughs) yep and that that's that's where madness lies that's just the best, though, when people are just, like, handing you, like, your friends are, like, handing you, you're like, here you go, here's this. And it's like, thank you, friend. Like, uh, that's just, like, so nice. Like, people are, friends are just so nice. But anyways, I'm glad you had fun. Did anything fun go on or did anything? Yeah, Um. I mean, first of all, it's going to be a killer episode at the, when this, it should already be out if this is released. So check the Steel Wars feed. Uh, it was just a really, it was a really good discussion, uh, I mean, I knew Ronnie was hilarious because he's a comedian and I've seen him on other stuff, but Heather's really funny. The whole, the dynamic between the three of them was really good. And Ronnie had not seen The Last Jedi. (laughs) So Steele, like, gave him a quiz 
Like he'd, you know, like set up a scene and be like a multiple choice of what happens next and gets and get Ronnie to guess. Oh, wow. So I, oh, wow. It's like, I want to ask questions, but I kind of like want to know or don't want to know until I listen to the podcast, like what he guessed or if he got yeah, spoiled. Yeah, just, just listen to it. Oh. It's, it's really good. Yeah, well, he wanted to be spoiled. Oh, okay. He's like, just, just tell me what happens. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> But it's good, and I met um, I met a lot of cool people, um, like some people who I'd met before, like Colleen and and Robbo. But um, I met Adam Stafford, who is an awesome artist who's currently interning at Hasbro, who does all of the artwork for Rogue One, a podcast, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Really cool guy, really interesting, very sweet. Um, I met uh, Trevor, who listens to our podcast. He came up to me really like just like we, you know, like we know the nicest people in the Star Wars community. It's so great. Like I know that there are jackasses out there, but in terms of like the people I've actually met in person and interacted with, they've all been really, really cool. Um, I met this guy, Ralph, who was on Cake Boss, who came up and introduced himself like really cool guy. And he's going to check out the podcast. And I'm like, that's awesome. Um, oh, it was so weird because I went to, while we were sitting down before the show actually started, um, this guy, because I was giving people cookies, because that's how I make friends, <laughs> I made Star Wars gingerbread cookies, but anyway, this guy turns around and he asked me if I also had a Star Wars podcast, and I said, oh yeah, I do the Cantabite Dispatch, and he goes, oh, I listened to that, <laughs> and I'm like, What? <laughs> Like his name is Chris, and he's a he's a he writes children's books. Oh my god! And he was he was like a really cool dude. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is so weird because I'm still at the point where I'm like, like I know looking at the numbers that obviously I don't know everybody who listens to the podcast. Yeah, but still weird to have people who I don't know be like, oh yeah, I listen to that. Yeah, that's so funny because, like, you know, like, again, like, looking at the numbers, like, I saw the one for, like, our last Jedi review, and I was like, I don't know that amount of people, but, like, it's amazing, you know, like that, like, someone being like, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast, like, that's so cool, like, I, you know, especially, like, you know, getting emails from people that, like, we, that I've never interacted with us before, being like, hey, I listen to your podcast, I enjoy it, like, that is awesome, and I love that so much, and that makes me happy, but, Wow. That's funny. Yeah, it is cool. Oh, and also um, Katie McCourt was out there. Um, I hadn't met her before, so that was really cool. Aww. I want to I wanna try to get her on the podcast sometime. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. But it was just, it was good times. Like, it was nice because, you know, it was a great show. And then it was just chilling with people and, and talking about Star Wars. And and that's fun. Oh, and Robbo is there. If you listen to the Steel Wars podcast, you know who Robbo is. He's quite infamous. And also just, like, the nicest dude when you're actually talking with him one-on-one. But oh, it. it was so cool. I love it. Aww. I love my Star Wars family. I do, too. But I'm mad at everyone because I said to send pictures with Emily's cookies, and I did not get one picture with Emily's cookies, which means only one thing. That means Emily's cookies were so good that they just had to eat them before they could take a picture with them. You know, it's, I think it's because I was, like, I was handing them out, like, before the show started. So then it's, you know, we're sort of, you know, it's Union Hall, you're in this little, like, basement. <laughs> it's not the best place for taking pictures. 
now there is the bar upstairs. All my like pretty much all my pictures turned out shitty. But that's understandable. But that's good. That's so cute. They make cookies for everyone. Like that's Star Wars cookies too. Like that makes me so happy and jealous because I want your cookies. Yeah, I got a, a set of cookie cutters off ThinkGeek and it's Yoda, uh, 3PO, Boba Fett, Vader, Stormtrooper, and Chewbacca. Chewbacca. God, you get a lot of stuff from ThinkGeek. I do. I like them. I'm still waiting for my package from... Yeah, I'm still waiting Yeah, from ThinkGeek because I ordered um, some Porgs. Oh, they haven't come yet? No. Okay, so they were supposed to come yesterday, but um, it was like raining, hailing, all that weird stuff. I do not recommend anyone to ever drive and hail because that is the most weird, the weirdest experience of driving that I've ever had. I can't imagine snowing, but it was weird because like I had to clean my car out the day before and I was driving to work and I like heard something on the roof of my car and I'm like, Oh God, did I leave something on my car? And I was kind of driving slow and all of a sudden just hail just starts like coming down. And I'm like, I'm happy this is like not something left on my car, but crap, I've never driven in hail before. But I mean, I'm, I'm here now, so I made it. But yeah, I guess like the weather scared off the porgs. So they're not here yet. <laughs> They'll be here by tomorrow, I think. Okay. Mm. So do you have, do you have names picked out for the new ones? Um... No, I don't. I, I I feel really shitty because it's like I should be naming them, but there's just so many of them now because I got I just got three recently and then I'm getting three more. And it's like that's a lot of names to come up with because I even feel like like the last two that I got, I was struggling to name them because <laughs> if you run out of names, you have too many porgs. I guess probably true <laughs> i don't know though i mean maybe i'll see them and like come up with something because like i i feel like a terrible porg parent because like even like on twitter i i had posted the picture and someone was like i like the one on the window and i'm like oh i'll name it window and they're like no name it winnie and i'm like okay that's, thanks <laughs> i'm gonna name it window <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> You're never allowed to have kids. I don't want them. I'll be a terrible parent. I'll like see the first thing and I'll I'll name it Thor. <laughs> okay, but we, okay. We actually do have like quite a few Star Wars things to talk about this week. Or at least a couple of things. I was surprised. Um, Rebels is coming back on February 19th. And there's a trailer for the rest of the season. Now, I don't watch Rebels, but I did watch the trailer. But what did, as somebody who does watch Rebels, what did you think of it? God, I... Now, let me tell you about before I was watching the trailer. So I was like my I was going my like deep dive into YouTube. I was watching this guy do like an hour and a half video on a review of the emoji trailer or movie trailer. And then I'm on my phone and I see that someone had posted about Rebels. So I'm like, oh, shit, there's a trailer. So I'm watching the trailer 
And okay, first off, I could have lived without the Amendment in 30 seconds without the Ezra backstory. Like, I know it's important to know, like, Ezra's journey in this, but it's like, just, just, just give me some footage from the trailer or something. But I don't know. Like, I really, I hate having high hopes for this because Dave Filoni just keeps, like, you know, when I'm at my high and he just puts me back on my low. <laughs> and, you know, especially with the Mendo thing. Like, I hate bringing back to that. But, like, when you hint about having a character in your series and then go to an interview the next day being like, nah, I have to, I had to mention him because everything's connected. Like, that's a problem to me. And a bunch of people who, like, really like a character, when you mention them or you mention something, it's like, oh, my God, this character is going to be here when it's probably well, not. Well, it's a problem to do it in a trailer. Yeah, and that was literally the only time we ever heard Director Chronic, which yeah. I'm hoping we'll get again. But I don't know. I thought that was a pretty solid trailer, though, you know, from you seeing Ezra kind of interacting with um, the Mortis statue or it was like a it was like a Muriel or something. So I think the Mortis arc for you and the Clone Wars is coming soon because you're on season three. I don't want to give away like too much what happens on this arc, but like this whole arc is like a test. And basically, I want to see Ezra go take this test. And I feel like he's, I want him to learn from this experience. Cause you see him in like the whole like weird loop de loop shit when he's like walking around in like darkness and he sees like the owl thing. And I think that's Ahsoka, but I don't want to say like that is cause I'm always wrong. But. I'm happy that we're finally figure out what the hell happened to Ahsoka because it's been two years and I'm just done. Like, just tell me that she died or tell me that she became something. But, um, I mean, Kanan's hair looked kind of stupid. I don't like Kanan's hair, but, like, I can't, <laughs> like, base a trailer off of why a character's hair looks bad. But um, I think he'll die early on because, like, you don't really see him a lot in, like, the rest of the trailer. You see some old clones, which is cool because, like, um... In Rebels, they went to go visit, like, some clones, and then they only took Rex with them. Rex was like, okay, I'll go, and the other two stayed. So I guess, like, the other two are going to come back and help. And uh, we see um, the Emperor, but I didn't realize this until Brian Young or I, I think Amy Hennig or something tweeted that that is actually Ian McDermott, who plays Palpatine in Star Wars. So he's back, which is exciting. Well, I've I've heard him say something before about how he he didn't ever want anybody else to do that character. That's weird because like Whitworth's been doing him for the past, well, not actually, has been like playing him for the past couple of years, and I don't know, like Sam Whitworth's been doing. I think I thought he did good, but I think it's really interesting that he's like, all right, give me in, give me in the recording studio, let's do this. But I. I, you know, I talk about all the time about, you know, I, my problems with Ezra, but I'm excited to see this story end on its terms. And I'm excited to see that a possibility of these two characters either sacrificing themselves or being killed by something. But I doubt that's going to happen. Like, I joke around, I've been joking around on Twitter that I'm going to throw a party if Palpatine kills Ezra. Which I I don't know if that'll actually happen, but if it does, wow, that's kind of violent, and wow, okay, I'll take it. But you know, I feel like we all have to be like realistic on like what's going to happen on this show because like all the things that we've wanted to happen like haven't, 
And since like this is on Disney, X- I hate saying like this is on Disney XD, so we're going to get like not too much shit. Like for God's sake, the, the only like bad thing we've seen was like one of the Inquisitors like decapitate someone. Yeah. Or like takes, you know, or take someone off, take someone's head off or something. But I, I don't know, because this show is like not violent at all. Like you probably get like way more violence in like two episodes of Clone Wars and you have this whole like season or series of Rebels. But I don't know, like I really enjoy the trailer, but it's like I don't want to have high expectations because these trailers are always really good for Rebels. So I don't want to go on this having high expectations and all the footage from the trailers being in like two episodes because that's what always happens. But what they're doing with this, too, is that they're having like two episodes a week so that the finale or the season or the series finale is going to be like in like early March or late March or something. But I mean, I'm excited, but it's like I feel like I shouldn't be like I don't want to. It's like when, you know, when you're excited about like dating someone and then like you get to know them and then they're like really shitty and then you're like, God damn damn no that's probably a terrible analogy made me sound shallow but i just i'm not i don't want to have i i don't want to have no expectations i don't know yeah what did you think of the trailer though i mean it's it's fine i'm not gonna start watching the show i mean it's it's weird to 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 watch a trailer for a show that you don't watch. That's like, you know, the, the culmination of what the show is. I just, it, I watch it and I'm really, I'm really glad that people seem to like it. I mean, even people mm-hmm. I know who, who haven't fully embraced this show and sort of just watch it because it's Star Wars, they seem pretty excited by this trailer. So I think that's great. I mean, it does, it does for me capture wa- a lot of why I, I don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. Which is, I just, I'm, I'm not interested in, in Ezra. There's so, like, all that voiceover. I'm just like, ugh. I, I did that character. I just don't like him. And that's fine. And all, like, the Force-sensitive animals and stuff, which I just, uh, I sort of feel is, is weird. But I feel like... like yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I just want to say, like, for me, I've, I've come to... You know, and I was, I, this is something I was talking about, with, I think, with Adam at the Steel Wars show, which is, because I, I was talking about, you know, like, the Han Solo movie, and I'm, and what I said was, I realized, if I don't like the movie, that's, I mean, I'd rather like the movie than not like it, of course, but if I don't like it, that's fine, because there's still tons of Star Wars in my future, and so if there's one thing that I don't like... Like, if there's one show that I don't enjoy, or one movie that isn't the movie I want it to be, okay, but there's still all this other stuff I love. And I'd rather, I'd rather Rebels exist because of people I know who love it, Um, you know, people who watch it with their kids, like Sal, who, you Mm -hmm. know, his whole family, like, super into the show, and I think that's awesome that people have it, and, you know, for some kids, like, this is their Star Wars, it's just, it's not for me. And that's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I bash on this show so much, but I'm so happy that it exists. And I'm so happy that, you know, inspires people to, you know, cosplay or, 
you know, that kids enjoy it and, you know, that people enjoy it. Like, I'm glad. Like, I know sometimes I don't enjoy it, but there are, like, sometimes I'm like, I, I'm really glad something like this exists. Or I'm, like, really glad that they did this with this character. Like, I think it's awesome that, you know, they had a character like Callus who was in, you know, in the Empire kind of realized, shit, what am I doing? And go to the Rebellion and be like, all right, like, I'm going to help you guys. Like, I think that was, like, really good for that character and it was such a great arc that we kind of saw throughout the series but uh you know the show has a lot of strengths and weaknesses but i'm hoping that it ends on a high note and i'm happy that dave gets to end the show on his own terms because i feel like he didn't really get that with the clone wars i don't mm-hmm. know i i don't know like i I feel bad because it's like I always bash on like Dave Filoni. Like I named my Porg after him for God's sake. So it's like, you know, I, I'm happy everything that he does for, you know, Star Wars. But just sometimes like the stuff in the show, I'm like, no, like why does this exist? Like why does AP5 have to sing in space? Like why is Ezra still not learning from his mistakes? But I mean, I will say I, I don't think that Filoni is a particularly good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he, from what I, I mean, you know, it's not like I know anything about the industry, but I would say it, it seems like he's good at developing talent and running a show. But I, I think there's there's storytelling stuff that he does that I, I just don't think works, or at least it doesn't work for me. Yeah, and, you know, he helped do Avatar The Last Airbender, which is like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So, and he's done a bunch of other stuff, too, that's been, like, really great. But, you know, I feel like definitely that, you know, storytelling isn't his best trait. But, I mean, it's difficult. I give that. Like, God, like, the pressure to do, like, star wars canon and you know create these characters like that takes a lot and i'm glad that he's doing it and i'm glad that you know people are enjoying his work and you know sometimes i wish i was like sometimes i wish i wouldn't complain so much but then again i feel like sometimes i complain because it's like you complain about the things you love and you just to complain like sometimes i feel like i do that but i don't know i'm i'm hopeful but i'm hesitant and I want it to be February already because February, I don't know. Well, speaking of hopeful but hesitant, uh, <laughs> one of the other things that happened is we got a synopsis for the Han Solo movie. Um, and this is the one that I just copy and pasted directly off of StarWars.com. So, let's go with... Board the Millennium Falcon and journey in a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gam gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. <laughs> I like your I, excited voice. I hate this synopsis. <laughs> I, I... Yeah. Look, it's a synopsis. Who the fuck knows? But I... 
I don't like it. Um, actually, it's something that I'm really worried about, which is when A New Hope starts and we meet Han, he's a bad guy. He straight up murders a guy. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, sort of in self-defense, but even he shoots first and... You know, he does. Don't, don't even, I'm, we're not going to have that discussion. But he's a drug smuggler. <laughs> he's, he's not a good guy. And, I mean, yeah, it could be like he's, he starts off as a good guy and some bad stuff happens to him. And then we'll sort of see how he's going to end up as the bad guy. But I feel like he's going to be like the rah-rah good guy in this movie. Like, despite them calling him a scoundrel, or maybe because they use the word scoundrel, which is like what you call somebody, you know, when they're, you know, like, oh, look at the adorable troublemaking scoundrel. So I'm, I'm, I don't want Han to be like a fucking hero in this movie. I don't think he should be super bad. And obviously he rescues Chewbacca and that's going to be great. But... I, I feel like if they don't show that darker side of him in this movie, then that's a problem reconciling it with when we meet him in A New Hope. I feel like we have to see a lot of conflict in him, too. And this is the first time in a long time where I really just don't know like where this movie is headed. And I don't know if it's if I'm happy about that or worried. I don't want to be worried because, I mean, we're going to see the trailer and be like, oh, OK, like I, I kind of know more what's going to go on. But at the same time. Or probably not. Uh, I don't know. They're like, I totally agree with that. Like I was thinking about that as I was reading too. that, like we shouldn't be seeing him as like this good guy because you see him in A New Hope and he's this asshole that's like so close to helping Luke and then he's like nah and then last minute he's like all right I'm gonna be a good guy you know so it's like we have to see him be a dick and this movie can't end with him being like I'm gonna save the day but then I'm a dick again it's like you you can't just go from point a to point z without like any context or anything so I'm worried about that now one of the things I do like is dark and dangerous criminal underworld because I've always wanted to see more of the underworld yeah me too we deserve or we've been hinting or been teasing teased of that for a long time like since before the Disney purchase if I'm mistaken or not I don't know well when was that because I mean there was um Originally, there was going to be that video game that was set in the underworld. That was several years ago now. Was that that was pre was that pre Disney purchase? I feel like it was. I feel like too because I didn't hear about that, and then they're like, "Oh, it was pre Disney," and I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." I didn't hear a lot of pre Disney stuff. Like I remember uh, a couple months ago hearing about that Star Wars detours for the first time. Oh my god! 
<laughs> I swear to God, I didn't know what that was until someone had shown me a trailer of it in like August. And I'm like, what the fuck was this? And I'm Yeah, so- there's a reason that never happened. Why was that even a possibility of that happening? Like, why was there a possibility of that happening? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get that. If you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was this, uh, I think it was by Seth Green and the Robot Chicken People. Yep. And it was like a cartoon, like, comedy in, in big old air quotes. Cause I mean, you can find the trailer. It's up on it's up on YouTube. But holy boy, is it bad! And then it just it just ended up never happening. Thank God it didn't. But it I is just... like the dumbest, cheesiest, jokey joke joke. But it's so not funny at all. It's the worst cringe you will ever go through for like two minutes or however long that trailer is like every character that was animated and how they would speak like I wanted to punch them in the face like that's how like (laughs) bad it was I'm glad that doesn't exist I Seth Green really like oh no no detours but (sighs) solo solo I'm excited for Lando give me Lando and Chewbacca. I'm, yeah, I'm excited for Lando. Chewbacca's Chewbacca. I'm always going to love Chewbacca. But, I mean, this... It doesn't matter how much I love uh, Glover and think he's going to be amazing as Lando. Because at the end of the day, it, it just matters how how Han is. And if Han isn't right, then your movie's finished. Yeah, I agree. That's... It's hard. And I'm trying, like, I'm trying not to be doom and gloom. And again, mm-hmm. like, it could be when when we get this trailer. Um, I mean, it, Super Bowl, maybe, probably. But it could be that I see this trailer and I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly what I wanted. But right now, I am. Ugh. I'm. It doesn't matter because I'm going to go see it anyway. I'll go see it open. It doesn't matter. Like, I could hate every second of the trailer. I'm still going to get tickets to see it opening night because it's Han Solo. <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking back to your tweet when you're like, you said something about the Solo trailer and how you never want to hear about it again. No, it's like, oh, okay. Because people, all right, if you want, if the trailer had come out and people are discussing the trailer or even arguing about the trailer, fair game, fine. I saw people are getting in arguments over when the trailer is going to come out and I just like lost my shit at it like I was because it's people I'm friends with and people I like and I was just ready to scream at everybody so instead I just subtweeted because <laughs> I am man when subtweeting is the more adult option that's that's not a good sign but well, I apologize if I was being stupid and being like, no, guys, this is when it's actually going to be. Or being like, um, because sometimes I'm so like blatantly honest. Like someone I think was saying that the trailer has to be on ABC Family or no, on ABC during TGIT. And I wanted to be like, no, most of those shows suck. Why would ABC want to air a very a Star Wars trailer 
during some shows that are not viewed by audiences as much as some other shows on ABC. Like it's it's marketing and it's just it's other shit too. But it's like I I'm not educated enough to like go into that. Well, so there I you know. go. That's the thing is suddenly everybody's a marketing expert. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like at least you know I'm I'm not educated enough to like give an answer on why they shouldn't sh- why they should show at the Super Bowl or why they you know it's like I I have no say and everyone's like oh, okay like I I'm gonna think this because or I'm gonna say this because I'm correct always. It's like well it's always I, like oh it'd be so if they do this then they're really stupid. I'm like well okay they're not just picking a date out of a hat. They're a company that deals with movies that make billions of dollars. They have people who do this for a living. Like, that's their only job is to know when and where to air trailers. So, you know what? Like, every you just, like, shut the fuck up about it. Yes. I agree. The trailer will come and everything will be kind of okay. Even though everything's not okay because it's 2000. No, kidding. <sighs> oh, solo. Oh, solo, solo, solo. I'm excited for May. Like, I'm happy that it's in May. Like, even though I love my Star Wars Christmases, like, we're getting something so, like, kind of soon. So that's really exciting that we're getting. getting yeah. Solo. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. Like, at one time, it's like cool that there's Star Wars again already. On the other hand, I feel like it's too soon. I'm like selfishly happy too because I know 100% that I'll be on school break during that. Like, my semester ends like late April, early May. So I know for sure, like, I don't have to worry about getting it off from school like I did last semester. But I know I start back tomorrow. So I'm kind of like, but I I shouldn't be because it's like I, I did my schedule perfectly where I only go one day a week. Okay, that's cool. I don't know how the hell I managed to do that, but hey, like I'm taking a lot of classes online too, so yay. But oh well, I just want to graduate early to get out of college because I've been there for too long. Huh, but oh Kathleen Kennedy met with someone. Yes. Um Kathleen Kennedy had a meeting apparently with Reed Morano who is director um Handmaid's Tale. Um, I think we're alone now. Uh, she and Kathleen met. This was reported. I saw it on um, a tweet by the AV Club. But um, it looks like it was from The Hollywood Reporter. And Reed said that they discussed uh, adventure movies. Hmm. Um... According to this article, what had happened was Kennedy had been watching The Handmaid's Tale with her daughter, and after being impressed by Morano's work, she called around and set up a meeting. 
And one of the cool um, quotes was was um, from Anna was that she she hadn't realized that uh, Kennedy was a producer on um, Goonies. <laughs> and then she goes, any movie that I put my finger on that I loved when I was growing up was a movie that she produced. Aww. Um, apparently it was a two and a half hour meeting. It's a nice uh, time in a meeting. I don't think I've ever been in a two and a half hour long meeting before. Um, now, obviously, m- meetings are just meetings. Sometimes they go places, sometimes they don't. But, I mean, we everybody's been talking about the need for a woman director in the Star Wars universe. So this, I mean, this seems like it could be a thing. Like, maybe she's going to do a standalone movie. I mean, obviously, this is, like, not even early days. It's whatever you get before early days. But I do think it's a good sign. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like this is something that Star Wars needs right now, especially. Like, I feel like we deserve to have a woman direct something because there's a lot of girls in this fandom and seeing, you know, the perspective from a female director, that's fucking huge. That's something that we've never seen in this fandom before. You know, obviously, you know, we've had episodes of, you know, Clone Wars or Rebels that, you know, were directed or were, you know, helped or women helped write those. But Something as, like, directing, like, that's huge. Like, we had Wonder Woman, and that was probably was one of my favorite movies of 2017. And now we're going to get something like Star Wars, you know? But I, I'm trying to think, because, you know, adventure movie. And obviously, you know, the first thing I thought of was Selfishly Obi-Wan. But then again, I was thinking, shit, that's probably not a, an adventure movie. Like, do you think that this will be like a Star Wars like adventure movie with like a bunch of women cast in it. Like, wouldn't that be amazing to have a movie with just like, I'm terrible with words with like this, but do you, do you get where I'm going with this? If you don't, then yeah, no, I think a, a female led cast like, yeah. adventure movie with a, with a female director would be great. Um, Yeah, no, there's so much you could do. I mean, obviously, it's so hard because I, I talk all the time about how I want, like, new things. And I want them to mm-hmm. get away from this, the, the current, like, time that they, they seem stuck in. Which, like, the, the OT trilogy, like, doing, like, Rogue One and Han Solo and as much as, I mean, I love Rogue One. But I need, I, I need like, new, 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 new. But... As soon as I start thinking about movies, you just automatically think about the stuff that you already know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, what if you did something with, like, Dr. Afra? That would definitely be, like, an adventure movie because she's basically Indiana Jones. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, it's they, they have a whole universe to play in and should take advantage of that. But I like I like them having meetings i think that's that's a positive sign even even if nothing ends up coming of this particular one yeah i 
I have high hopes. Like I, I, I'm so ready for a woman to direct a Star Wars movie. Like I, I'm excited to you know see that happen. I know that's going to happen. I just don't know when. But yeah, and you sort of go. I mean, she she doesn't have a lot of like directing credits to her name, and it's it's you know it's mostly been TV. She just won an Emmy for for one of her her Handmaid's Tale episode, and she did like I think uh, some like a really uh, pretty small movie um, before that a couple years ago. So, yeah, they're not they're not gonna hand her a huge like you know saga film or anything, but I I think I think Star Wars should do some smaller movies anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they necessarily will, at least not anytime soon. But I'd love to see them do some some smaller budget stuff where the the box office stakes aren't as high. You know, not everything, not everything is going to be a billion dollar movie. And I think the, I think the sooner that happens, the better. So that you don't get this whole like, oh, well, it's a total failure, even though it made, you know, 900,000 or something like that. Yeah, you know, especially with The Last Jedi and it's made over $1.6 billion and people are still calling it a failure. Like, it just never ends. But, um, Emily. That's me. You watched The Clone Wars. I did watch some Clone Wars. Hmm. How was it? Uh, It's fine. Better than last week? I don't know. I mean, we're back to the same problem, which is it's not it's not even really about the quality of the episodes. It's that now I'm really like I've gotten really stuck on this clone thing and I don't want to get it in. I, I, I didn't really want to get into it much this week, but they're both clone episodes. And so it's hard not to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is clone cadets. So it's actually set before the first season episode rookies uh, it's sort of it like a it's like the final test of this squad of troops uh, troopers and they're like basically like incompetent and shit and they keep failing and they're not very good and this is like their last chance or they're gonna get sent to to like the quote is maintenance duty with the other rejects. And automatically I'm just like, wait, so not only do you have the conscripted brainwashed clone army like going out and dying for you to fight your never ending war, but you also like just make them do like janitorial duty and shit if they're not good enough soldiers. So that made me unhappy. Uh, there we meet uh, General Shakti, who's training them, like, where she's, like, overseeing the tests and everything. And there was this annoying thing where they, they almost get to this thing that I want them to talk about. Because there's a guy who suggests, I mean, basically, just, like, just destroy this unit 
You know, sometimes some batches of clones are better than others. And she says, they're living beings, not objects. Okay, that's good. Except you still have them as a conscripted, brainwashed army. And you keep making more of them. Your conscripted, brainwashed army. In which you're just sending them out to die. Constantly. So don't uh, pretend that you're above just destroying them because that's what you're actually doing. Uh, this, but I like the clones themselves. You have you have fives and Echo and um, one who gets known as Heavy and um, Cut Up is the other one. <laughs> and you also see like this old dude clone who is ninety nine. Who's like a maintenance worker because I guess he was from a not great batch. So that's what he was. Just assigned to. And he's like this hunched over old man. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is really fucked up. That he's still like, just like working. They don't even get to retire, apparently. And then the next episode is ARC Troopers... Which I guess is, yeah, this is after the first season episode, Rookie. So it's sort of this, this pair of episodes is, is a, like a bookmark for this first season episode, which is, I mean, bookend of this, this first season episode, which is a little bit weird, but whatever. And this is one where the Separatists are going to be attacking Kamino. And so you have Anakin and Obi-Wan hurrying over there and you also then have the 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 troopers obviously like you know trying to protect their home world um ventress is in it which made me very happy general grievous is also in it which made me very unhappy (laughs) um 99 still working god damn it just like let the little dude alone and he ends up, like, saving the day or something, but he fucking dies. And the clones are all sad, but, of course, nobody else is going to give a shit. Because he's just their space janitor who they've kept working, even though he's a like, old dude who can barely walk. Um, there's a really good fight scene with Anakin and Ventress. Oh, and there's some cool underwater stuff in the beginning, and it really... It made me appreciate some of the animation for this show. And there are these, these like, sort of like, they almost look like pterodactyls. And then they're in the water and then they're also flying above the surface of the water. And Obi-Wan's riding one. It was really pretty. There's lots of fighting. At one point my note is just pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really know what I was referring to. I think it was the attack on, like, the, when they're actually in the clone production facilities. Because at one point, um, a bunch of the, like, the really young cadets, like, take down a bunch of droids. Uh, I like, you see Rex and Cody and, and Fives and Echo, and I like all of them. I like the clones generally. Um, oh, and I decided that I ship Ventress and Obi-Wan. <laughs> Just because she's awesome and cool looking. And they make sarcastic comments at each other. 
Anakin and really it's more Anakin and her in this episode, but I was thinking back to past episodes and I like them. And yeah. That's Clone Wars this week. It's honestly like I just I can't get past this and I don't I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. I gotta find a way to just accept this because this wasn't about the quality of this episode because I think these are probably both I mean especially that first episode is is a pretty like good adventure like episode but I'm so bothered by the the use of the clones and the and the disregard for them that it's it's really killing my enjoyment of this show hmm I God, I, you know, I wish I could say something like comforting, but uh, God, it's it's hard. Like, I, I feel awful that, you know, you're feeling this way, like towards these clones. Like, obviously, like this is a big issue. Like even, you know, me seeing it now and me thinking about it after recording this, like this isn't good. Like I like getting deep into this, like some of the aspects in the show, you know, it's like the. The clones and you know especially like 99 that like they still have him working there but you know they play him off as like he's enjoying it and you know he feels you know like some sort of purpose and like they all do but but they had they, they that's because there've been like this was what they were brainwashed bred to do they were they were raised knowing only this and told this is like this is your life this is the most important thing and if you're getting that since you were born slash created whatever you call it i mean they call it a batch of clones so i don't know what the what the proper term for that is but so even when they do have this whole brotherhood thing and like when they're when they're mad if any of them, you know, turn traitor or anything like that. But, I mean, what else would they possibly think? Because their whole existence, they've been told, this is what you do. And this is what's, you know, what your purpose is. That's the only world they know. I feel like possibly adding this whole situation like with the clones in this series is showing a true downfall of the Jedi and showing a flaw in the Jedi order that you know they would create these beings just for you know their own personal purpose and for their own you know pleasures of wanting to end this war but but is that acknowledged like if the show acknowledged that then that's then I I I don't have a problem with that because there's there's plenty of sh- of things that do that when you show this really horrible thing, but you're acknowledging within the show, look at this fucked up thing that's happening and look at how your supposed heroes are dealing with it, but that's not in this show. That aspect of it isn't there because we're just we're always we're supposed to. Uh, I mean at this. Still, at this point, we're supposed to think Anakin's, like, pretty much always making the right decision. I mean, he does some stupid shit and, you know, occasionally, I mean, so far has tortured one person. But he hasn't turned bad yet, so he's still supposed to be our good guy. Of course we're supposed to think Obi-Wan is a good guy. All of the Jedi are just like, yeah, this is fine. 
and and there's there's not that that part of it where with within the show there's hey guys maybe this isn't really what's supposed to be happening and and that that is my problem with the show it's not that the clones are being horrifically abused i mean obviously that's terrible but the problem is the show is presenting it as if we're supposed to be fine with it i don't i i'm trying to think of like when if it's mentioned in the series about you know if this is okay but i feel like we don't get that until season six so like it's like there's an arc with a clone basically you know finding out everything and being like holy fuck i need to get out i need to escape and uh, you know i i think i want to go back and like rewatch some of these episodes just so i can kind of like get a you know, clear understanding on, you know, if this is mentioned or if this is, you know, brought up by any characters or anything else. Because, you know, on the top of my head, I don't think it is. And I feel like I should know because, you know, this is a series that I've rewatched like so many times. But I can't think of anything. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to find a way to to push that to the back and just, and just sort of take the episodes for what they are. But it definitely like, it makes it, I don't know. It's going to be a problem <laughs> <laughs> next time. I'll t next, if next time one of these episodes happens, so I'll try to not go on a crazy fucking rant about it. Like an insane person. No, no. Like I, I'm interested in your opinions. Like that's why, you know, I, I really enjoy and why a bunch of our listeners enjoy you going over the Clone Wars because, you know, I feel like your perspective is something that, you know, I've never seen before and that I've never, you know, experienced from like your point of view. I think it's really interesting that, you know, you have all these opinions and, you know, that, you know, looking this in your way, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm like understanding this and realizing that, holy shit this is actually flawed because you know so much i see that people think this show is not i don't want to say think the show is perfect but think this is like a really strong show but it's not and i feel like a bunch of people do say also that this show does get better after season two like i feel like after the first couple of seasons you know, the show kind of, you know, like Rebels, you know, Rebels kind of never took off. Mm -hmm. The Clone Wars did. And you'll see that in the next couple arcs. And I, I don't think there are any, like any more clone arcs until like, there's like one in season five. That's like really long and has to do with like a J Jedi just treating clones like shit and just other things. But, ugh, I don't know. Like I, I don't think it's like ranting or like, anything i think you're good okay i know you're good 100 percent. i do think it's interesting though that um in this show notes you wrote um if there's any anakin ventress fanfic out there or ventress kenobi i don't think so i feel like a bunch of people either shipped kenobi with um satine because when you when you tweeted that the other day like i had never heard anyone try to ship um ventress and kenobi before i'm gonna look it up there's, I mean, there's got to be some. I mean, there's Star Wars everything fanfic. I never, I mean, I'm probably a terrible source, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't read a lot of fan fiction. 
I just um, listened to Emily erotic fan fiction. <laughs> those are forever my favorite. All right. Well, under there is a section for it on archive of our own. Um, eighty-two works. It's not bad. Let's see how they are under the other way around. Yeah, there's definitely some out there. That's awesome. That is... I do like Ventress, though. I need, a, I need to read that Dark Disciple book that she's in. Yeah, I have it up from the library right now, but I have some other stuff I need to finish first. But no, I think she's awesome, and I love her lightsabers. I, what I like is because of the... I mean, first of all, I I know some people don't like the dual lightsaber thing. I, I fucking love it. But what I like is that the, the hilt of hers, it's not just a straight hilt. It's curved. Yeah, they have this, like... They have this weird bend at the at the end, and it's just I don't know. It's an interesting look. And I just realized if I if I do her for for celebration, I'm gonna have to find somebody who's made them. Those are gonna be expensive as shit. Ugh, okay. I can't imagine like cosplaying because it's so expensive. Yeah, I mean, you can do it on the cheap, but there's, like, I can't do Ventress on the cheap. Like, there's characters I can do on the cheap, but that's going to be a hard one. Just do Count Dooku in the pajamas. That's the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or just get a cape and say you're Mendo. No, if I'm going, if I'm doing, if I'm going as Mendo, then I'm going full out. Like, I need a cape, I need a sweet-ass, um awesome like the uniform shirt and the weird black pants with the poofiness at the bottom <laughs> suddenly i'm starting to notice things about mendo that I never have before Wait, he has puffy pants they they have this they go out like a right like right above the knee have you never noticed this before no yeah they the the black yeah the black pants but they go like they go out at the knee and then come back down. Oh, those are just his boots. Cause I just see okay, so like I see a picture of him. <laughs> I, I just why the, I I hate okay, that I'm, I'm questioning gonna, this. I'm gonna take but... a picture. I'm taking a picture of the action figure. One okay. second. Why the cape though? Like I'm not like I'm glad the cape exists, but like. <laughs> I just I'm looking at these like pictures of him and just like suddenly I'm like realizing that like there's a director in the Empire that's just like chilling with a cape. Yeah, but they there's I, I think that's a um like because I mean I think that just is a thing that you just accept. Yeah. First of all, because the cape is fucking awesome. I can't believe you're questioning the cape. God damn it, Brittany. <laughs> well, I, I'm not. I, well, it's just, I, I'm glad the cape exists, but why is there but a I cape? Think, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a rank thing. I think it's a, um, like, a, whatever department he's in thing. Like, I think there, you know, there's just differences. 
I just sent you this picture of this toy. Perfect. And the and the pants that poof out. I just want to treat it like Pablo Dog. Why does he have a cape? Okay, wait. I've never noticed that. What the hell? I don't know. But you see what I'm saying? They they poof out. What the? You must have some meaty thighs or something. <laughs> no, that's just how those pants look. That's like the that's the uniform. I might never. I need to watch Rogue One again. I'm like looking at like his pictures of him, and I've never noticed it until like now. Like I'm looking at these like pants. I mean, it's quite possible that I focus on him a lot more than normal people do. Uh I need to watch that movie again. I haven't watched Rogue One in a while. I feel like that's like the movie that I I don't watch as I don't watch the newer Star Wars movies as often. Well, I I just saw The Last Jedi for the sixth time on Monday, but I feel like that's just like because it's in the theaters and I love seeing Star Wars movies in the theaters. But oh my god, his pants! Like I'll take it, but like that's another thing. Like why? Oh well. I should not question amazing things like the pants and the Mendo himself. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I don't know what to say about you questioning the cape. Like, I'm. I'm at a loss there. No, I mean, like, I'm. I'm glad that it exists. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Like, I'm happy, mm-hmm. but why? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I. I've always. I've always questioned things like, I, you know, as a kid, like I would ask so many fucking questions that my dad got me a book from for Christmas one year. That was like the book of telling me why. So it was just like a okay, bunch of okay, things. No, here's what I'll say is Krennic is obsessed with status. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 vitally important to him, um, especially you. Because in his background, you know, he was from the, whatever the Star Wars wrong side of the tracks is. So he was at a, an immense disadvantage in the Imperial Academy, but he was he was very smart and very focused and, like, ruthless. So, you know, he worked his way up through the ranks and he fucked a lot of people over. So I think it makes sense to him, like, he's a he's director Krennic, like, he's going to have a cape. He's going to have something that sets him apart because it is important to him to be noticed is important to him to be respected. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, the fact that, you know, he wants to be seen, you know, as, you know, looking different from his peers or that, you know, the whole power thing. Like, I get that. That makes sense to me now. Now the pants, I, I have no idea. Maybe that's a ranking thing, too. The thicker the pants, the... <laughs> Oh, sort of like in in um, the medieval times with the shoe length. Maybe. You know, <laughs> with, with you know, like the curly toed shoes. Yeah, that old style. Yeah, there there was like the the the. I think this is real and not apocryphal. The the like the longer the curled toe was, like that was like a like a status thing. Like, a, you're more, like, rich or f- more fashionable hmm. if you had a longer toe on your shoe. So, if you have puffy pants and the... Yeah, maybe it's, like, the the more puffy they are. <laughs> I like the idea of somebody with, like, them going out, like, five feet. <laughs> uh, maybe that guy will be in solo. <laughs> Oh, what if we get Mendo and Solo? 
then I will forgive Solo any other flaws. I would too. Or at least I'll watch that scene a billion times. I just love that, you know, when I first started like listening to Star Wars podcasts and, you know, especially Steel, I just like I always heard about Mendo and <laughs> I like never really understood why. And then like I go to kind of like listen back and be like, OK, like he's Australian, too. Like, that's cool. I guess like people just like really like Ben Mendo. He's not just Australian. He's like the most Australian. <laughs> Hmm. I love it. So, and you, you've liked Mendo before Rogue One. Like, you liked his other stuff before. Like, you've always liked him, but then he was in Star Wars, and you're well, like... I I liked him before. I don't think I particularly, like... I mean, I I didn't, like, follow him, but whenever I, I saw him and stuff, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy's awesome. Like, I saw... I had seen Animal Kingdom. He was in... um one of the Batman movies. Yeah. Um, he was in um, some other stuff that I'd seen and liked it. But then when I heard he was going to be in Rogue One and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that guy. And as soon as I knew like, oh, he's going to be like Imperial bad dude. I'm like, oh, he's totally, I'm totally going to like him because I already think Ben Mendelsohn is hot. And when you add on like Imperial bad guy to that, then I got super excited. And, but you know, it started out being, you know, I mean, not a joke exactly. Yeah, I get it. But, but partially a joke. And it's all because when I, uh, LA Podfest in 2016 I it was the first time I met Steele and he he did it he recorded an episode with me and um we were we were talking about like Rogue One and at the end it was you know he asked me like what I wanted from Rogue One and I you know I talked about like what I wanted the movie to be and then I said oh and if Mendo takes his shirt off that would be great <laughs> and then Steele of course because anybody would like super latched onto that and then it became a thing like within the because the the safe haven started um safe haven is steals uh star wars facebook group uh look it up um there's some questions to answer just so he knows that you actually are you know not there to make trouble but it's a really great community but anyway it sort of became like a thing like lindo's obsession with mendo became a thing (laughs) and it, it went from, oh, here's this guy who I think is cute, because he's just fucking hot, and he's totally my type, and then it just, like, you know, everybody started tagging me and stuff, or sending me things on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, and then it just became an actual thing, and now I'm deeply in lust with him. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like I've never gotten the whole, like, Mendo story before. Like, I, I love it. Because <laughs> that's always something I've just, like, kind of, like, gone along with. Like, it's, you know, like, I, I admire Mendo, too. Like, I, shit, he's, he's good looking. Like, I wouldn't mind doing him in a bathroom stall, too, you know? Like, I, <laughs> but, wow, that's funny, though. And, you know, that's kind of, like, like, 
me with like porgs because it's like I remember at first I was like I don't know and then I saw them in the trailer and then Rusty got me the first porg and then I still you know I thought they were cute but like now I'm surrounded by 15 of them and my father look at us now I'm like staring Ugh. oh dear but porg feet are so cute <laughs> Oh, but um oh my god yeah um we don't have a top three this week because um we got a lot of awesome emails i hope that's okay yeah we got so many emails it's great because i wanted um i tweeted out that i wanted people's opinions on rebels so we got some of that and we just got some other stuff from things that we've talked about mm-hmm. in previous episodes so i think it's awesome but, yeah, there's a lot here, so we're going to get into it. Yes. Um, first up, there's a... Okay, this is a pretty long one from Zach. Hi, Zach. I don't think I know you, but if you're on Twitter, reach out. But, anyway. Alrighty. This is titled, Thoughts on the Clone Wars, Kylo Ren, Tally, and some other stuff. I'm a big fan of the Clone Wars, both the TV show and just the general Star Wars era. I found Emily's thoughts on the Republic essentially using child soldiers really interesting. I think that Luke kind of points out in The Last Jedi when he's talking about the hypocrisy of the Jedi, that they were duped into being generals, which is also lightly touched on in the Clone Wars, but probably not enough. I've always found it strange that the Republic just accepted this army that came out of nowhere. There were a few scenes where the Senate argued about it, but it was mostly just background stuff. It's also interesting how the Jedi seem to treat certain clones differently. Like, I feel that Anakin would do whatever he had to do if Rex were in danger, but if generic clone number 207 was in trouble, they would just move on. I guess that's kind of a TV trope where you can't kill off the main characters, but you can kill off the nameless ones, but it does create quite a conundrum for the Jedi. I think part of why they're fine with working with child soldiers is because they take Jedi younglings at such a young age, so they're used to training really young kids as warriors. Oh, actually, that's... I hadn't thought about that before. Hmm. That's interesting. Or rather, I, I i mean, I thought about the fact that they take the Jedi at super young age, and that's really screwed up, but I never, I never made the connection there that that might seem normal to them. Yeah, that's, huh. that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, back to the email. Brittany's feelings about Leia and how Star Wars has helped her get through her sad times is really touching. I also turn to Star Wars when I'm not feeling great. It's amazing how much these movies can help us in times of trouble. I think that's very true. Something comforting about them. Yeah. There, you know, it is. And, um, yeah, it's... I'm glad that I opened up and talked about that because... Uh, I don't know. It's like I noticed like the last couple of episodes that, you know, either I felt off or that, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel myself. And especially like that episode 24 that we recorded that ended up, you know, just getting destroyed. Like I just, you know, I just have to talk about it sometimes, you know, like with something going on, you know, especially like that, like something that affected me. Like I have to, you know, be honest and be like, hey, I'd be honest with myself and, you know, kind of address that or to address to myself that I'm not okay and this is what's going on but then again I'm so thankful for you know 
who's surrounding me and what's surrounding me, especially, you know, Star Wars and this wonderful community that we're in. No, I think I think it's always it's always good to to reach out if you need help. I know it's not always it's not always easy um, either because I mean it makes you uncomfortable or it, sometimes people think they're going to be a burden. But you know, if you do, if you are going through hard times and you do need help, like let somebody know. You know, like even if it is just like a friend on the internet, like Brittany and I have never met, but. She's my friend, and I love her. And she's—I don't know why I'm talking about you in third person. <laughs> I do that too sometimes. I think it's because I was—I was. Well, no, it's because I was sort of like I meant it, like because I—I I started out like talking to you know, quote unquote, the listener yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But no, I think like we've become really good friends just through just through Twitter and through doing this podcast. But like, so yeah, if 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 you need help like beyond 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 just you know watching the star wars movies help reach out to somebody yeah i'm i'm always here i work weird hours and i'm always awake for some reason so you know hit me up have a conversation about star wars or why i have too many porgs (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. all right but okay back to zach as far as Kaido's redemption is concerned, I don't think it's possible. He's done too many terrible things, and he already killed Snoke. I really can't think of what he could possibly do to redeem himself at this point. I'm also not a fan of any of the potential Ray relationships. She thinks Kaido is a monster, and is clearly in no way in love with him. She's best friends with Finn, but I don't see any, ro- any romance between them. She hasn't even interacted with Poe other than saying hello at the end of the movie, so I really don't understand how people are shipping them. I think that, much like Luke, romantic relationships aren't, just aren't for her. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I, I do understand why people, like, ship her and just because people ship anybody. Like, oh, hey, it's two pretty people or, hey, it's two cool people. And I ship all sorts of people who never even met, like, a, you know, like the Krennic and Mothma thing. They, they, they <laughs> never have a single interaction together. But I, I would be perfectly happy if Ray doesn't have a romance. And I think I actually might be happier if she doesn't. Yeah, I understand, like, why people have those feelings, especially about Kylo and Rey. You know, especially, like, you know, going back and watching the movie, like, them in the elevator, and she's, like, whispering, like, I can help you. Like, I think she didn't mean that in a romantic way. I just think that was her being, you know, the selfless, caring Rey that she is, being, like, there's a problem here, and I want to fix it. And, you know, she's been alone for most of her life. And, you know, she seeks, not like, I don't want to say that she she seeks companionship, but I, it's it's hard because Rey is still a character that I feel like I don't know 100% yet. Like I'm learning more about her. And not that, you know, she wants to like be friends with Kylo. Just, you know, she wants to save him and she wants to, you know, try to help him. And, you know, she went from, you know, looking up to Han Solo and Kylo killing him and then looking up to you no know, oh, or not Obi-Wan wow to Luke and then kind of Luke being like get off my island for talking to to Ben and you know she Ugh. I know I don't know what she wants but I know that she doesn't want a relationship with Ben or Kylo yeah I think 
I'm I'm much more it's much more important to me that Ray find family and I'm not in the biological sense but mm-hmm. to to find a family and to find friends that it is that she finds romance. Yeah. Okay, going back to this email, I'm going to say this ahead of time. I'm going to butcher a whole bunch of names right now. I also love Tally and, God forgive me on this pronunciation, K. Thranali, Pose Pilot Buddy, a.k.a. Big Face Alien Guy. Yes, that's what his official name is. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Connix and Captain Kennedy are also fantastic minor characters. I hope we get more of their stories in the novels and comics. A longer discussion of your favorite minor characters from The Last Jedi would be fun. Maybe you could do it as a top three. Ooh, we'll remember that. You want to write that down? Because I will forget it. Yes, I will grab my Disney pen on my table and top three last Jedi minor. All right, it is written down, but I cannot spell, so <laughs> I accidentally said minor charters. <laughs> there we go, that works too. We'll know what that means. <laughs> okay. Back to Zach. <laughs> I'm not much of a tattoo guy, but if I had to get one, I think it would get something written in Arabesh. That's not a bad idea. Hmm. Sorry if this email was absurdly long. I was just really interested in that this week's topics. Love the podcast. Keep the great work. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's okay. Nice as long as it's interesting, yours was interesting. I liked how he went into like each segment of our episode like I think that's really cool like you know how like people write reviews for like episodes of TV shows I feel like we just got one from for Canto Bite which is an honor and <laughs> I think that's awesome that you just make every little thing like I I love it I and I think it's awesome that you know like we're getting people to you know think about you know these things and these topics and you know like different characters like big face alien guy to you know uh star wars helping with us in you know times of trouble or times of you know like events in life but i'm glad that you guys are enjoying this so thank you all right um i'm gonna read one from dom legapsby uh, about the rebels trailer he says, so yeah, we got the tra- we got that trailer for the end of Rebels. Star Wars is different things to different people, and that applies to Rebels. For me, I've liked seeing how the pieces of the overall saga have come together, but haven't necessarily been thrilled with Ezra's journey. I'm invested, though, and there's only a short amount of time left, so I'll watch the rest. I'm mainly interested in the answers to a couple questions. One, what happened to Ahsoka? I'm only laughing because I'm so done with them, but no. Two, what happens to the most to most of the ghost crew that remain or renders them absent from the rebellion in Rogue One and the original trilogy? Looks like those questions will be answered, and the trailer looks pretty fucking good. The shot of Mortis, the shot of the Mortis Muriel and Ezra talking to a convoy got me flustered, especially since I've had Ahsoka's fate tied to the Mortis for a long time. That said, these trailers always looked pretty fucking good, and then the episodes <laughs> air, and people end up disappointed. Since the show is ending, I hope I'm not disappointed, but my expectations are tempered. Having a defined and 
end date has worked well for the other series, uh, like Lost and Breaking Bad. So hopefully Filoni and his crew have nothing but quality left for us. You're canto bitch, Tom. <laughs> I like how, like, he's, like, branding our listeners. Now, like, I, want a, now I want a canto bitch shirt. <laughs> Somebody please make me a canto bitch shirt. Or a pin. I like pins. I'll wear that on my jacket. I would love to wear that on a hat, but I feel like I'll get lots of looks. I'd be like, what's a canto bitch? Me, I'm a canto bitch. <laughs> Ugh, but yeah, the the Mortis Muriel, that was the first person I thought of when I saw this trailer was Dom because I was listening back to um, Steel Wars New Year's resolutions. Or yeah, I think that's what it was. And Predictions. Dom's or predictions, not New Year's resolutions. But Dom's last year was something like having to do with like the Mortis arc. So, well, then let's go into Rashad's email because it's also about rebels. Hell yeah! And this is titled Canaan and Ezra. Hi, ladies. Love the trailer for Rebels this week, especially the Mortis arc callback from the Clone Wars. Admittedly, I've never been a big fan of Rebels. It has some, had some cool moments for the most part, been somewhere between meh to cringe-inducing for me. Now that's wrapping things up, the biggest question in my mind is how will they handle Kanan and Ezra? I think the idea of two Jedi running around during the GCW that some Glad Black Clone Wars, I was the the G threw me off. Sorry, that somehow never interacts with Luke and company during the timeline of the original films is utterly preposterous. I recognize this is a hard stance, but to me, it just isn't satisfying enough ending if they're left alive and are wandering the galaxy. Their convictions have been built too strongly for them to just mosey on off away from the fighting and their friends. It would just bother me immensely to know that Luke could have been palling around with these two Jedi, but never did, or vice versa. For this to make sense to me and to rectify it, I think they both need to find a definitive end. What do you both think? Should they die by the time Rebels wraps up? Do they need to die? Am I being crazy and unreasonable? Does Filoni and company even have the audacity to do so? Your friend, Rashad. I, I, I think they gotta die. But, the, I mean, there's got to be, or or there's got to be something, at least I feel like Kanan is probably going to die. Ezra, I don't know if, if a Disney show is going to kill off their lead character, but then you've got to have a really good explanation for where the fuck he is during the OT. I think what they might do is that They'll turn him into something, like an animal or some shit. And then in the next animated series, Ezra's going to come back. And everyone's going to be like, oh my god, Ezra's back. It's a miracle. Except for me. I'll be crying in a corner, yelling, why, Filoni, why? But, um, I should I die? Oh my god, yes. if, he, if he turns into a fucking animal, I'm going to... I don't even watch the show, and the idea that idea makes me want to, like, punch somebody in the face. He's going to turn to something or he's going to die. Like, should they die? Or, like, I'm reading, rereading some of Rashad's questions. Should they die by the end of Rebels? Yes. Do they need to die? Yes. Am I being crazy and unreasonable? No. Does Dave Filoni even have the audacity to do so? No. <laughs> but, yeah. You're good, Rashad. You're good. But, yeah, they should die. But they're probably not going to because it's Disney XD. But, yeah, thank you for the email. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Uh, our good friend Andy sent us an email titled No Subject. No, he just didn't put a subject. But he says, hey, Canto Bytians. <laughs> Hope you both had a fantastic weekend. Thank you. You too. Do you think we could see some huge twist in the upcoming season finale of Rebels? Like something as big as Vader being Luke's father. I think it would be rather awesome if something crazy, if something crazy knowledge was dropped. Cheers, Andy. Um, I I personally don't think anything of that level of importance will ever be in um, supplementary material, which although, yes, obviously this is still canon, but I feel like any, at least, like, it might be a huge twist for Rebels, but I don't think it'll be a huge twist that would have much impact to, like, the film universe. I mean, like, the most surprising thing I can think of is, like, Palpatine, like, coming up and, like, killing some people and stuff. Because we've never, we've only seen Darth Sidious a couple times in this whole series. Like, sure, we've seen Palpatine, but we haven't seen Darth Sidious, like, creepy Sith Lord Darth Sidious like you know we see him in you know sorts of media I don't want to spoil anything for Emily um we see him in comics but I think that he's gonna be here for a reason and either that's gonna be like actually him in person or that's gonna be him you know in some other sort of form but I, I doubt it. But, you know, I could be surprised. Like, who knows? Like, I'm terrible at guessing. So I'm going to say no when something big is going to happen. But you never know. But, yeah, thank you, Andy, for the email. Um, Here, I'll read the next one from James. Or, sorry, Jim. I get so confused because, like, James is, like, it's from James. But, anyways. um, Yeah. Jim says, uh... Dear Kanto by Dispatch, you asked for thoughts on the Rebels trailer, so I thought I would give mine. It was awesome. I just love the show so much, and here are three quick other thoughts that I think about the trailer. One, I think the Mortis imagery is being overblown. I think Ezra sees the artwork, but that's not it. Or I think Ezra sees the artwork, but that's it. No mention of the father, son, or daughter. Not a fan of Kanan's haircut. It just doesn't work for me. Agreed. Well, As so for does Ezra, Hera, so. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the hair. <laughs> I love her. Anyways, as for Ezra, I loved him in the trailer. I hope he gets the ending he deserves and not what other people want for him. Sorry. If The Last Jedi taught us anything, it's that characters' path should be their own path and not what the fans want or expect. The trailer made me believe that Dave will do that. I cannot wait for these six episodes and the haters can go on hating it, but I'm going to forever enjoy the ride. Your listener, Jim. Here's my thing with Ezra. And again, like I don't watch the show, so my mm-hmm. opinion doesn't fucking matter. But I don't... I don't necessarily care what Ezra's ending is as long as it makes sense within the set universe that was already we had. And that means it, it needs to make sense that he's not there fighting alongside in the OT. What, whatever, whatever his ending is, it just need that puzzle piece needs to fit. It, not in like a fan 
like made up way where we where the fans are going well well it could be because of this this or this it needs to be a definitive on-screen answer i i feel like too like i'm not a big fan of the idea that the rebellion was built because of this like little kid who thought that or who wasn't influenced by his dead parents to want to that's so shitty acts that but it's uh you know just i'm not a fan of this that you know this kid is the reason why the rebellion exists in a way and that he was influenced by other things you know like you know wanting to fight his parents and other things like that's the reason why the rebellion exists was because of this like troubled kid but then again i'm just being a dick no it's just like that's such a staple of like like kids books and movies and shit and i find it Mm -hmm. like i mean within the world of a kid's show i think it's fine within Mm -hmm. like the broader like universe i don't care for it and that's fine because i just ignore it because i don't watch a show Yeah, like, you know, at the end of the day, I've had a lot of issues, and, you know, unfortunately, I have them with Ezra, but then again, like, it's Rebels. Like, I I enjoy it, but sometimes it bothers me, but that's the end of it. I hope I don't offend anyone by, like, my opinions or anything. Like, I want you to enjoy it. It just, you know, I have differing opinions. Yeah, it's fine, dude. Like, as, I mean, you're not being a dick about giving your opinion, and that's the important thing. It's whether your opinion is something good or bad, as long as you're, you know, mm-hmm. not shoving it on other people. It's fine. Yeah. Alrighty, so moving away from Rebels a bit, we got an email from Matt, aka Turbo. Matt has hey. this to say. Title of his email is Breathe. Hello there, Canto Biters. Sorry, I have nothing intelligent to say about the Rebels trailer. It's all foreign to me. I've only just started watching season three on Blu ray. Life gets in the way. I've seen The Last Jedi six times now, and I'm at the point where the movie fits with me perfectly. All the minor issues I've had with the film over the last month have just disappeared, and I honestly believe it's the most rewatchable Star Wars movie. Once you breathe, let it in, and let the film just be, it's a fucking masterpiece. (laughs) So much of the bitter and twisted online discussion is from people who believe they know better than the filmmakers. My sons have watched the film three times already, and I recently asked them, what is one thing they would change about The Last Jedi? My youngest son replied, more porgs! And my oldest (laughs) said, why would I want to change a movie? That's just dumb. Truly wonderful (laughs) mind, that child. Truly wonderful, the mind of a child. If I was forced at gunpoint to change one thing about the movie, I would say the mouse cannot have seen, but even then, I've learned to like it over each viewing. So my question to you, Lindo Brito... Would you change anything about the movie? And if so, what is the one scene? Cheers, Turbo. (laughs) (sighs) You know, I don't know, because there's definitely some stuff that I had quibbles with while I was watching the movie. But I love the overall movie so much. Like, there's things I would want. Like, I would love more Holdo. I would love more DJ. But I don't. I don't necessarily think there's there's room for that in the movie. I don't think it would necessarily improve the movie. It's just something I want as a fan of those characters. Um, 
the Leia, the Leia Force scene. I don't want to take that away because I, I love her. I love her using the Force. I, I still think it, it visually doesn't quite. It's not quite there for me. There's something about it that I still think looks a little bit silly. And I don't, but I don't know how you would do that effect and have it not look silly. I almost wish we just didn't see it. Like if we see her start to do it, like when she first reaches her hand out and then if we just saw um Poe and everybody's reaction to it watching from the ship I think I would like that better yeah I remember seeing that for the first time in the theater and having like really mixed feelings but I definitely think that you know, we're going to get future releases of these films, you know, like the, you know, like the sequel trilogy. I mean, sorry, the original trilogy, like how, you know, like some things were edited and some things were fixed. I definitely think that this is going to be one of the things that they're going to either like touch up on or like fix the CGI or something. Because, you know, I agree too that, you know, I, I think this was a great scene to add and this. I love that we're seeing like Leia's force powers, but there's just something that looked kind of off about this. But, um, yeah, if I was forced at Gun's point to change one thing, um, the first thing that comes to mind was replacing Lando with Maz. Yeah. But yeah. I, I feel bad that I want to change that. But then again, like, I feel like if we, if that actually happened, a lot of people would be like, well, how do they know who Lando is? They've never met Lando before, but I don't know. Yeah. And that's just cause I just want, I just really want to see Lando. I want to know how he's doing. Because fucking Billy D. Williams is awesome. Uh, all right. Um, oh, we yeah. got one from Robbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Turbo, for the email. Uh, yeah. Here, I'll read Robbo's. Um, so, Lou Trailer Predictions. Hi, it's Robbo. Because everyone else is, <laughs> is going to ask to do this. Or, no, sorry. Because everyone else is going to ask this too, I might as well join in. If we see Boba Fett in the trailer, will you be disappointed? If I see him, I'll mostly be worried that he'll talk. Because, you know, he's going to have an accent. It just doesn't make sense. Damn it. My prediction? Twitter will be aflame with people claiming Chewbacca doesn't look right. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like people are just going to be disappointed either way, but I definitely don't think that we would ever get Boba Fett in a trailer because I feel like if he's going to be in this movie, he's not going to be like the big bad guy because we would have known that by now. Yeah, I feel like if if we're going to see Boba Fett, it's going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like a surprise that a ton of people are expecting, obviously, but um, I, I I don't know if we'll see it in the trailer, or <laughs> like maybe it's like a silhouette or something. Because we've seen like like what looks like Mandalorian yeah. armor pictures, and like that one that I believe Ron Howard tweeted that like early on. Um, I do think that people. <laughs> we'll go crazy after this trailer with uh, the Chewbacca doesn't look right thing, uh, the Han not looking right thing. Like people are just gonna complain so much. Well, I mean, like 
they're going to complain and then there's going to be like understandable but like people just going to complain just complain like i was watching like a buzzfeed video the other day because i'm awful and there's this guy just talking about like 10 reasons why he didn't like the last jedi and like i understand that you don't like the movie but when you try to tell me that a reason why this movie wasn't good because just saying because of porgs and space foxes and then saying really and then that's it. Like, give me a reason why you don't like porgs or why you don't like five years. Like, you can't just say, oh, because of this and that's it. Like, give me a reason or don't complain. Well, it just seems weird because, uh, I mean, for me, like the the porgs and the and the crystal foxes and the fathers, like, that makes your universe richer because inhabited planets should have alien life, not just sentient alien life, but they should have like animals. And it makes your universe a more realistic place and you get cool looking shit. Like the crystal foxes are awesome looking. Like their, their creature design in this movie was on point. Yeah, they were beautiful. I still want one. <laughs> but no, I, it, Robbo, I feel like if we see him in the... I, I don't think we're going to see him in the trailer, Boba Fett. Um, I, I, I think definitely if he's in the trailer, he's not going to talk. But I, I also I feel like we might just get a hint of, ooh, shadowy figure that might be him. But I, I feel like, I don't know, Like again, like you said, if, if he were going to be the big bad of this film, we'd already know. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think it's going to be small, like cameo. I'd rather him not be in it at all. But people fucking love Boba Fett. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I I have almost no opinion. Like, I feel like if I see Boba, cool. If I don't, yeah. Like, I'm never really connected with Boba Fett as a character. Like, well, I've always seen him as like a background character. There's not. He's not a character. Exactly. I mean, I guess well, like yeah. he, no, he's not like he like yeah, certainly in the, in the books and stuff. He there there's a lot there, but just going by the movies, there there's nothing there to. And it's fine to like like a minor character. Yeah. And and you know put put your own stuff on them. I've done that plenty of times. I just personally for me, Boba Fett is he's you know, in a couple of scenes and doesn't do much. Yeah. I look at, you know, in the Clone Wars, too, we got some Boba Fett, so I feel like that's, like, but, you know, we don't really get a lot of him in the movies, so, you know, I see that, but, I mean, shit, I would be, I think it'd be kind of cool if we saw, like, Jabba, but, I mean, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if we did or didn't, like, I just think, oh, you know, cool seeing people from the original trilogy, but then again, it's, like, I feel like this movie is kind of trying to like, you know, introduce us to new characters too, but at the same time, we're still getting those old characters. So I feel like we should focus more on the old and the ones that are starring in the movie other than, you know, like someone like Boba Fett or Jabba the Hutt or uh, I, I can't just, think of anything I else. just don't want this movie to be a parade of cameos. Yeah. Like pick one or two if you're going to, if you got to do them at all, pick one or two and have them be good and significant. But I don't just want constant wink, wink, wink. Hey, look, it's that guy. 
Yeah, but I'm about 95% sure that we'll probably get a 3PO and R2-D2 cameo since we got one to Rogue One. <sighs> yeah. Well, I feel like... <laughs> look, I feel like as, as long as... I mean, probably as long as Anthony Daniels is alive, like, we're just going to get 3PO. We're always... Because, they, no, like, that's a constant character who's been in everything. Yeah. And so I think... I feel like that's... I don't I don't think we're going to leave that behind anytime soon. I mean, maybe when the next trilogy starts. Mm-hmm. But anything that's set even remotely around this time period, even if it makes zero sense, it's it, there's going to be 3PO and R2. Oh yeah. And I don't mind no, I don't mind seeing 3PO where I don't. Like I thought that was like a nice little thing like seeing him on a on Yavin 4. I thought that was cute. I kind of squealed a little bit when I saw him as a little bit a lot probably because that whole movie was like a lot of cameos and that was fun you know because I didn't expect it and I love seeing things in movie that I didn't expect but um yeah thank you Robbo for the email let's get to our last email which is a voicemail from the king of all toms Hey there, Brito and Lindo. King Tom here. So the Rebels trailer looks good. And, you know, I think I'd be concerned if it didn't look good because Rebels trailers are supposed to look good. And they always have been. Um, it's kind of weird that this show is coming to an end. I know, you know, people had their problems with it. Overall, I like it. I think it's more accessible than Clone Wars. Even if the quality of the stories tends to go back and forth. Not everything has been my cup of tea, but I think it's all fit, and like I said, overall, I like the characters, except for Ezra. There are times I think that he falls too into the cutesy, snarky, breaking the fourth wall person that you just want to slap around. (laughs) Um, But they've matured him for the most part, and this last season has been really interesting. But it's, it's got me thinking back on the series as a whole and originally you know it came out right i think it came out before we even heard about rogue one but then once rogue one was announced they were saying oh rebels is going to lead up to rogue one and we've been told that's not happening we have gotten a lot of the start of the early rebellion stuff and some characters here and there um have popped up before they were in Rogue One. But what do you think if back in the days when they were formulating Rebels, if they had taken it away from Jedi and Jedi Kid to just a group of people who were forming the Rebellion and instead of this Jedi journey that this final season is on, if it ended up being more of, you know, get the Rogue One band together, what do you think that would have been like? Do you think the show would have been better? Is the show weighed down by all this Jedi stuff? Or does that make it Star Wars? Because some of the Jedi stuff it does, I like. Um, I want to see how they were able to weasel their way out of, uh, you know, the whole connection between there being two Jedi while Luke Skywalker is still around. I had a way for them to get out of it, um, which would have been perfect, but I doubt they're going to do it. But anyway, I want to know what you guys think. Thanks for listening, and thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, King Tom. Yes. Thank you. I mean, now, you actually watched the show. 
So you might have a different opinion. For me, the shows Tom is describing is a show that I, at least the idea of, I like more. Because mm-hmm. I, look, I know it's Star Wars and the Jedi are a hugely important part of Star Wars. But, I don't know, like, Jedi Kid, no appeal to me at all. But, like, the formation of the Rebellion, in theory, I find fascinating. Yeah, agreed. <sighs> you know, King Tom just hits it on the nail about Ezra, you know, breaking the fourth wall and, you know, just the kitty weird humor shit. Like, especially, like, his, like I hate saying this because it sounds so petty, but I hated his hair in, like, the first, like, two seasons. Like, it just, he just, it, it bugged <laughs> me. Like, just the way that he was animated, not animated, but just the way that he looked, it just, and then he was just, just an asshole and just oops i'm ezra i'm gonna make this mistake i'm gonna trip and fall and mess everything up or i'm gonna do this oops it's all good though because i'm ezra and that's it but i feel like if they would have gotten away from the jedi thing that would have made the show better because, you know, I get it. Like, people love Jedi. But then again, like, this has to fit canon. When Yoda tells Luke in episode six that when I die, the last of the Jedi you will be, doesn't mean that there's Kanan and Ezra being wolves somewhere, somewhere. But I, ugh, you know, i glad this is, exists. And, you know, if we got, like, a rebranding of Rebels, like, I like that idea of, like, Getting the gang together, getting, you know, the rebels together instead of, you know, having this Jedi and then find this kid on this terrible planet that. (sighs) Yeah, dude, like, give me, give me, give me Bail Organa and Mon Mothma, like, trying to balance, like, being senators and feeling out possible allies when they realize that all this fucked up stuff is going on and how if you are somebody who who actually is in involved with the republic how you know who you can who you can trust and who you can rely on when you're basically i mean planning i guess what would be treason and sort of the the, the people on these on these outer planets who were were under the the boot of of the of the of Palpatine and who how to like rise up against that and, and what that takes. I too would love some acknowledgement for Padme because I'm not just saying this because like she's like one of my all time favorite Star Wars characters, but her and you know Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and some other senators. They were the reason why the rebellion started in the first place. They had those secret meetings during Revenge of the Sith that were, you know, talking about, hey, the Jedi Order and the Senate are kind of fucked up right now. Let's all band together to get away from this. Like that's what I got out of that. And you know, this rebellion started and she died, and like no one ever mentioned her again. And I just want this character, this very important character to me and to a bunch of other people in this fandom to be acknowledged because I feel like she started the the planting the seeds of the rebellion. Yeah, and it makes me sad sometimes that, you know, a character like Padme was like, forget 
forgotten in this like big story, especially in Rebels. You know, the Rebel Alliance exists because of these senators, not because of this kid on this planet wanted to, you know, you know, make a difference. And, you know, he was bonding with his friends like, oh, you know, I, I know that, you know, the rebellion and Ezra, like that's like a big part of, you know, season one of Rebels is, you know, him getting and the ghost gang getting like together a bunch of people. But like the Rebel Alliance is like such a big deal. And I sometimes wish that there was like a bigger story to it. But I just don't feel like Rebels like explained well about, you know, the Rebel Alliance and like it's like very big endings. Like obviously we're seeing like the end of it. Or like the end like before New Hope, if that makes sense. But we're not acknowledging like the very beginning and the creation of the Rebel Alliance. And I wish we would have gotten more of that and less of this kid is going to become a Jedi. And oh, yeah, he wants to fight for the Rebels because he wants to save his planet. Like that was kind of like the main reason why, like right now, what he's doing is that he just wants to save his planet. Like, I don't know. And I feel bad because, you know, again, I don't want to offend anyone. Like, that's like my last, the last thing I want to do here. But I'm conflicted. I don't know. What do you think, Emily? No, I think, I don't know. Again, because what it all comes down to is, it's hard to say that when I know this show, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not the intended audience. Mm Mm-hmm. And so... (laughs) Like, I want it to be a show that it's not. And and so, I mean, yeah, I do think, like, from what I've seen, I think beyond it just not being for me, I, I, I do think, for me, there are, there, are, there are also quality issues at play. But I don't know, because I don't know if you can do this, the show that I would like, the show, like, really, like, digging into, into how the rebellion started and forgetting all the Jedi stuff as mm-hmm. a show on Disney XD. Like, I don't think that happens. Yeah. Ah, uh, rebels. It's it's hard because it's it's something that has disappointed me a lot. And these trailers come and get me really excited, and then you know they the show happens and I'm disappointed. And I hate being disappointed by something that I love so much. But you know, like you said before, that you're not the intended audience. Like I'm. I'm not really either. Like, I'm 22 years old and, you know, I connect a lot more with, like, the movies and everything. And, you know, I'm not a young kid, but, you know, then again, it's like I I love consuming everything Star Wars just about. Like, I'm not really big on the books, which is something that I want to work on. Like, I feel like I want to and need to, you know, get more into the books in canon. I don't know, in Legends, maybe if, if I have more time. But... I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, it's Rebels, and it's ending, and we can't go back. We can only go forward. Yeah. But thank you, King Tom, for the voicemail. And yeah, thank you to everybody for the emails. I fucking love that we got so many of them this week. Oh my god, I know. Like, it made me so happy going through my phone and seeing all the messages or all the all the emails, not the messages, but the emails. But emails are messages. 
Still. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, everyone. Like, it makes me so happy. Like, it's hard for me to talk about Rebels sometimes because it's like I, I, you know, I just... I have a, I have a lot of feelings, and it's like I I feel strongly about something, but then I go back and I'm like, oh, I think that was too mean. Like I can't count how many times I've had to tell Emily, Emily, cut it out, Emily, ask that or whatever, whatever my wording is for. Emily's never done that though, too. Like Emily's like so perfect. Like me, like I say something and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, edit that out or oh, oh, I think it's just because I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't care about the quality of the show, but I like yeah, if, yeah. if like look, I don't want people to think like I'm like a huge bitch or anything. Yeah, but for yeah. the most part, I I think people understand that that me like the problems that I have with Clone Wars, like is not a reflection on on whether I think they should like Clone Wars or not. Yeah. Hmm. And so, if people think I'm a little bit of a bitch, that that I'm fine with because I am. I don't think you are. I think you're wonderful and kind and funny and someone I'm glad I've been podcasting with for 25 episodes. Yeah, episode 25. Holy shit. Um, we're thank you to everybody who's um, been listening, whether you're one of the people who, you know, who are friends with who've been listening since the beginning or somebody who just sort of stumbled upon us or found us through like Sith list or through you know Grasso retreating us or through Steel getting our name wrong constantly <laughs> but that's okay because Eric always edits the episodes and, and, and fixes it but um thank you so much like I know like yeah a lot of episodes you know their podcasts are like oh episode 100 and episode 200 but episode 25 like that's a pretty big deal for me because I I mean we haven't I mean, I, I've been doing, you know, I did one, a Twin Peaks podcast with Charlie, who I love dearly. Hi, Charlie. Hi. But, like, this, like, I only really just started getting into podcasting on my own and, you know, I've taught myself how to edit. And and so I'm I'm really grateful that people listen to this. And yeah. I'm, I, I think, like, for me personally, like, 25 episodes seems like a, like a milestone. Yeah, I agree. Like, this is something that I never thought I would do. Like, this is something that, you know, I told people about outside of the Star Wars community. Like, they would laugh at me or say, oh, this is just a phase or something. Like, no, like, this is something I really enjoy and something I feel like I've grown in. Like, going back and to episode one, like, I I feel like I was, like, really, like, insecure and I, you know... I cared a lot what like people thought or like people, what people were going to say. And now it's like, you know, I'm confident in, you know, my opinions in this fandom and, you know, opinions about other stuff too. And, you know, I'm working on my flaws and I feel like I've just been having so much fun podcasting with you, Emily and everything. And I just feel like this is something that I want to continue doing for a long ass time. And I will try to stop saying, um, yeah, like, uh, or whatever weird shit I say when I'm trying to end a sentence but I can't but I'm really enjoying this and really glad that we ended up doing this and yeah 25 episodes that is a great milestone and I feel like when I'm talking like I'm talking to my porgs because they're all just looking at me <laughs> so 
I'm like the leader of the Borgs, and I'm just like, hey, my two-hour speech on Star Wars each week. But no, it honestly, like, I'm I'm really happy that you know all of our listeners. Just thank you, everyone. It means a lot. Sincerely, I'm terrible with words. If you haven't noticed, but <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, it means a lot to me. Oh. But um, um, yeah. We're going to keep doing this for a while. I am... Okay, so I, I tweeted about this. Uh, my dad just saw The Last Jedi. I haven't talked to him since he's seen it. I'm trying to convince him to record a segment, at least just with me. Um, I'll let you guys know. If if it happens, it'll either get uh, like tacked on to the end of an episode or we'll just go up as a bonus. But I really want... He's a little bit reluctant. I think he thinks I'm just going to make fun of him. But... I really want to record with my dad. <laughs> Dude, I'm down to do a dad episode too. Like you can do your segment with yours. I can do one with mine. Because sometimes when I'm about to record, my dad always asks like, hey, if you need an extra person, just let me know. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so cute. <laughs> I know. But I, I'm i like kind of nervous for like what he's going to say because it's my, you know, it's, it's my well, dad. Yeah, but he, I mean, if you're editing it, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly, but I don't know if I can edit around his oh dad humor. Yeah, no, I just want to talk about dad because he hasn't seen The Force Awakens. Oh yeah, and, and has now seen The Last Jedi, and I don't think I I'm I'm almost certain never saw the prequels, and definitely didn't see Rogue One. I just I just want to know what he has to say. I'm excited to hear that then. Um, in the meantime, you know. Keep sending us emails. It's a canto bite pod at gmail.com. You know, send us voicemail like King Tom. You know, just, I mean, all that King Tom does, he just, it's just record an auto file and email it to us. You know, throw it up on, on Google Drive or whatever you have or just attach it if it's small enough. Um, you know, send us top three topics. Send us your thoughts on anything that we've talked about this week. Or, you know, just whatever you think is something we should talk about. Let us know. Um, you can find us on Twitter at CantoBitePod. And that's also where we are on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter at EFLind. Brittany, you are... CantoBrit. Um, yeah, there we go. Episode 25. Thanks so much, everybody. We love you lots. Love you guys. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.